maybe something happened. Today or yesterday or something in the future that's causing discomfort or could cause discomfort. You can allow that. Just allow it to be. If there isn't one, maybe remember one. Remember some something from the past or some fear of something in the future. And feel the feeling. Feel the discomfort. Just hold it in awareness, letting it be. We know how impermanent this is. So for now, let's just let it be. An affliction. We experience these afflictions. Be aware of this one. When we're aware of the river, when we see the river, when we're outside the river, we're not swept away by the current. And then go one level beneath that and be in touch with compassion. The wish to be free of this suffering. And let the wish to be free from this suffering this compassion hold the affliction
the frost melts when it's when it meets the warm sun. Be the warm sun. Warm sun is much bigger. And any feeling, any thought. The radiation of the sun is boundless. The Buddha said, this loving kindness, this compassion, or it could be said, oh, this equanimity is abundant. Immeasurable and exalted. Oh, just be the sun shining, radiating in all directions, all ten directions, out in front of you and above you and to the right of you. Be the sun behind you, below you, to the left of you. And now we can just relax and drop the contemplation and just be again, no effort. Sometimes it's said the best meditation is no meditation. Just true to who you are, which is boundless awareness, boundless kindness, boundless equanimity. Just be. Okay, thank you.
So, um, I hope you found this chapter on withdrawal from afflictions as inspiring as I did. We're really looking forward to hearing your, you know, what you underlined or what, what inspired you. So we'll break up into small groups now. And um, yeah, we'll talk about how you're doing, how's, how's your practice, what's inspiring you, kind of getting, getting to know you, getting to see you. And then what has been inspiring you about this particular chapter. Okay. Great. So, okay. Well, we had a, we just began to discuss uh, the chapter after everyone had checked in. And, um, Anyhow, this it seemed this chapter seemed very beneficial to both to both people that were were to all three people that were in my group. Um, one person was, you know, not turning away, but looking, looking, being aware of what's of the afflictions. And not and, and another was about uh being comfortable with with her life, you know, just being aware of her, being not outside the river, being in the river, but being comfortable in the river and aware of the river. So really not lost in the river. Um, anyhow, it was, it was a great discussion and it just began. The first person just began to speak and she was cut off. So we'll have plenty more to say at the next session. Any other shares from the groups? Well, our group, uh, one of the things we talked about, well, we all found it, uh, it was a good experience reading that chapter on withdrawal was valuable. And um, we, we talked about the use of the word withdrawal, hmm. um, whether that, it was kind of confusing. Um, Somebody used the word shedding, you know, maybe said it a little more clearly about that, the process of, you know, what happens with the, what happens with the habits, you know, these afflictions of, during this period of time of, of shedding seems to be more descriptive of, of what's happening. And um, with, it, it gave um, a really good, um, tools uh, gave a good tool for um, looking at the process of going from like if you you had a career and then you retired and what the, that experience is of adjusting to a you know a, a different period of life and um, that um, that it, it did but it, it also uh, one person was pointing out you know the current period of life you know may not be what like a you, you know, what, what you think of is sort of like the golden years, you know, where you have all this time that you can redirect in different ways because it's, 
you know, life is going to do what it's going to do. And it could be that these years are filled with new stresses, you know, new tensions. And so the practice is, um, you know, uh, you, so useful for managing, um, you know, managing those, those new um, conditions it, um, that are challenging. And um, so um, most of the time we spent on the role of um, looking at um, the role of distraction and the difference between distraction and, and absorption. So that intentional doing was, um, you, you know, a, a good subject. We use an example of watching YouTube when you want to zone out, you know, whether, you know, what does that mean that you're watching YouTube when you had a bad day or a bad moment or whatever, you know, for a distraction, it can be very absorbing. Is that, you know, a bad practice? Is that, you know, so that was very valuable discussion. Something we're all familiar with. Probably do. <laughs> what was your conclusion about YouTube? Well, um, it, uh, there again, it's it's a matter of um, not making, uh, you know, rigid judgments about, oh, you know, behaviors, about, you know, uh, having mindfulness about it, that, um, you know, there's, it's not as if distraction is a bad thing, and that, um, it, you know, the, there are, you know, bits of distraction or wholesome distractions, unwholesome distractions, distraction, many beneficial things, maybe compassionate things are distractions. So it's not like making a, a, a rule that you can't be soothed, self-soothed uh, by a direct, redirecting your attention. So it all, de- it's like everything. It depends what you see when you look. In, at yourself, with your mind and your behavior, what, why you're doing things. And um, so, like, if you're having a, you know, if you need to relax and um, you turn on YouTube, it, um, you know, you might, you know, it might be great, you know, just exactly what you need. You know, it beats a lot of things that people do when they're having a bad moment. <laughs> great. Okay. Thanks. Someone else? Are, are, we just shared how the, you know, just started to discuss, you know, how the chapter landed. Um, and there was so much, so much there. Uh, one person talked about uh, how helpful it was to reframe um, using the word habits of mind. It, um, it was a whole different way of looking at behavior or conditioning, you know, to look at it as, as a habit that may or may not be useful and something that can be looked at and perhaps let go of, but with less, it's not as sticky, uh, seeing it as a habit as opposed to inherently an inherent quality or inherent, you know, that. Um, someone else was talking just about how how beneficial um, both the book, the Dharma, and the group was to um, just uh, meeting life as it is now. And as Judith said, it's you know this 
this concept of the golden years or time, it just may not, our time may be totally taken up with new challenges, you know, new, new things. It's, maybe there's not all this space. Maybe there's, we're dealing with family members or situations that were unpredictable. And so um, just having this reminder of uh, Dharma practice, how valuable, you know, what opportunities are there and how to work with it. So um, just having the book, having the group, thank, you know, thanking this Sangha for being here, you know. Um, and uh, someone else talked about, uh, and it had struck me too, uh, her, uh, the author talking about uh, maybe be safe from politeness <laughs> and, uh, you know, how that can um, separate us from actually genuinely engaging uh, this old habit patterns of just being nice and, and getting along and, but not really connecting. So this call from the author to actually both connect with ourselves and, and with others, you know, and, and, uh, and being more genuine to ourselves and others. So, and as I say, we just seem to have gotten started. So it's a wonderful yeah. conversation. Yeah. Great. In our group, we talked about many things, but I think we spent our, our most number of minutes talking about habit patterns. And on page 114, one of the quotes was, Habit patterns are like any system. They seek only to sustain themselves. They are impersonal. And then on the next page in the middle, it says, these habit patterns are deeply ingrained and they condition every arising. Then we went down to the second to the last paragraph. There's a sentence that says, not identified we begin to practice non-reactive, react, let's see, non-reactive equanimity as they arise. And one woman said one of the things she enjoys about the author was that she was uh, exploring the author's suggestion about non-reactive equanimity. She talked about, she said it was like watching the clothes in the dryer when there's a glass in the door and saying, oh, there's that red shirt again. Oh, there's that red shirt again. And um, and how lovely that impersonality was. Instead of, you know, kind of saying, shame on us, here is that habit again. It's as impersonal as the red shirt in the dryer. And that was kind of a, a new take on things. It was a little freeing. <laughs> Much of the time that our group um, were together, we, we, um, it kind of reflects what I think everyone has said. Um, and even though the author has, times has referred to this time in our life of being more quiet and having more space, well, our group identified with each other, had the same problem in mind, maybe problem of busyness and what do we do? How, how do we handle the busyness? Um, and we, not that we came up with great solutions, I don't think, but um, we did refer to, to that um, 
interesting take on politeness, which seemed to be such a good thing growing up. Um, I know I heard politeness being very important, but that there's um, a dark side <laughs> if we let it be and and saying no is good. And the responsibilities that come that can still come from family and keeping us so busy. Um, there are a lot of questions in this chapter and um, we talked about how um, it's not, it's easier to ask ourselves the questions, but how do we answer them in what we do? So, okay. Thank you. Someone else? Is that it? So that's, Jenny, you didn't have a, did you have a group? I did, but I should have apologized to them as I always do. Summarizing is just so very hard because oh. we, we chat about getting to know each other where I was in the Pennsylvania Sangha because I was the representative from California. So we, we heard a little about our backgrounds and about our practice and the sanghas that we're part of and Gil's teaching being so valuable. And then absolutely parts of the chapter, but it's, there's a lot in there. And so to just reiterate, um, one member of our group was really interested in, in understanding more about intention or found that a particularly powerful aspect. And another member talked about, uh, that the equanimity, what was it? Non-reactive equanimity, which I think is a repetition because what is equanimity? <laughs> it's, it's being with things as they are, but hey, it's worth repeating. Anyway, and there's just so much more to talk about, and I'm glad we have another chance to to do that. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Well, thank you all. Great. Um, so let's see. Um, it is 12, so let's come back at 10 after 12. Is that okay? Take a little break. Maybe just uh, we can just settle back in after our break, moving the body around or getting a cup of tea or whatever. Maybe just arriving back on this seat in this place, taking a few deep, easy breaths sensing you know that the body's here now very simply body sensations simply the breath Just relaxing and accepting our return to in front of a screen, all the sensory input people here. Maybe just gently closing our eyes just 
for a few moments, just very clearly, kindly, gently acknowledging just here now, this mind and this body. simple sensations. Sort of the freedom from no story, just here. Just open this miraculous, totally familiar breath always here, our oldest friend from that very first moment. Our breath has been with us. It's here now. So, thank you for your presence and being here. And uh, for the obvious kind and open sharing that you've already held in your smaller groups this time together. I just wanted to admit what's stood out to me, I mentioned this a little bit in the small group I was in. Um, that the author had so much wisdom and sharing around this idea of this ancient patterns of <laughs> ancient in our life anyway, patterns of holding, patterns of response, learned 
and then assume to be part of how life is, how we are. This is just the way things are. And her encouragement to look at maybe finding a distance, seeing things in a different light, not assuming we need to go down a path that we've gone down thousands of times. But as a visual artist <laughs> in my former life, uh, some of her images are what stood out to me. Uh, even when I picked up um, her book yet again, I just love the image. Um, it's a dandelion. And how easy, how easy those little seedlets let go. You know, someone has to blow on the dandelion. Something has to go, a wind, a breath. But there's this release. And I thought, how beautiful. You know, just letting go. And uh, Judith had mentioned the word shedding instead of withdrawal. You know, somehow that felt maybe maybe resonated in a different way. The other images that caught my attention, and I thought maybe just if, if this resonated either in our small groups, words, quotes that have really sunk deep in, or these images, for me, her use of the word pruning. I'm a gardener. And I love pruning the roses in the wintertime. And there's something about this cleaning and opening up the rose plant. And I, I do remember when my folks first moved to California, they planted roses and didn't know quite what to do. And they asked the neighbor who was an orchardist to come and prune the roses. Well, he came with a chainsaw. And... <laughs> cut them down and that was not pruning <laughs> and so to look at if we're looking at what's holding us back the idea of going in and carefully taking out what may be not useful to the rose plant not helpful diseased or crossing or constricted it's a very kind approach to gardening. Her other image that I loved was untangling that uh, ball of yarn. Uh, I've just lived through a year with a kitten and uh, was reminded about tangled yarn um, and uh, what it took to just sit there with this ball of yarn that was all over the house and very tangled how to not get frustrated, not to pull, how to just gently sort of loosen things up and see if I could get everything back out of this snarl. Uh, the last image um, that Nikki mentioned was looking at the dryer, you know, to not, yes, it's that red shirt coming back around, but there's, there's a way of looking at it simply 
without um, judging, without discouragement about our habits, if they arise again, how to hold it and maybe gently tease it apart or maybe just prune out one little part that's not helping and see what happens. Anyway, that's um, something I want to work with and maybe might be helpful in looking at moving forward or just moving with our habits of how to liberate them from our holding on and what can be retained and what can be let go like the dandelion. Anyway, so maybe we could go back into our groups and uh, well, 25 minutes, Joe, you could put us back and can explore more what, how this has landed with all of us. So I don't know if anyone would like care to share about this last. Still seem too short. Um, but any of the group leaders, if you have anything that you'd like to share with a larger group, it'd be lovely. Greatly appreciated. So I just can't thank my group enough for oh, we had wonderful, wonderful sharing. I thank you both for that. And um, one offering is to think of ourselves in the river with conditions around us, which sounds so much more flowing and not attaching and grasping than being in a rut. (laughs) So um, we kind of like that. And I'll share that with you from our group because um, we found it um, being very freeing. There was so much more too, but I, I, I must <laughs> let others speak. And I just am so grateful for this morning. Thank you. To Mary, our group was the same. Just such rich exploration with fellow travelers on this Dharma path and that we're using this particular map to look at where we're going in these moments but um we we had real agreement about letting go being at the heart of ease in living and especially aging and balance in terms of activities and the the value of just uh having time and resources to do this kind of exploration so Thanks to my little group and thanks to all of you for sharing. Thank you. I might just share um, also very, very heartfelt, open sharing again in this group. But um, what did come up earlier in the earlier sharing in this one is just um, how you know, we we have the blessing of um, this path, but then there's families and family get-togethers and concerns and how to practice um, within uh, the world and worldly activities as it arises. You know, what, how to be 
how to be in balance, how to, um, you know, especially with family, you know, habits of, uh, of reacting, reacting or not reacting or uh, they can resurface. And so how to cal- recalibrate and to be um, connected with what is beneficial, you know, uh, one of the person talked about looking at that word, you know, what is beneficial to self and to others, both in our thinking and our responses and our actions and what we choose to do, really cultivating that and, and con- doing that within um, as our life moves forward. We're not in, um, we're not in lockdown anymore. We're back. Uh, in many cases, you know, people back with family again or back in um, situations that, again, are more challenging. And that was a uh, very, very uh, heartfelt and uh, just looking at. And also this whole discussion around self and not self or the selfing, We're looking at our habits, but the, hab- the big habit <laughs> that uh, is sitting there behind all the other habits is the habit of selfing and really looking at what is that? What? How do we work with this? And um, so just a lot came up in that very short time and very rich sharing and conversation to be continued, you know, in our own practice as we move forward in the book. So that was my group. Is there anyone else that would care to share from that time? I think Trudy's been uh, has her hand has had her hand up. Trudy, oh, did Trudy, you? thank you. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, no. A little Not loud. A little there. Louder. Hear me, Trudy? Can you hear me? No. Yes, it's it's low, Trudy, but we can hear you. It's low. Okay. Well. That's as loud as it gets. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to say that I I was enjoying the group, the, the small group, and um, suddenly I lost power. And I had the experience that, that I'm guarding against, of, you know, the flashing anger and resentment. Not resentment, really. But the flashing, oh, darn, I can't. This can't be, blah, blah, blah. And so I was going through all of that for a long time. So I wanted to apologize to the group for uh, just disappearing like that, that lost power. Thank you, you, Trudy. And, you know, um, I don't know if people have been watching uh, Gil in the morning, but, um, you know, we are blessed and cursed by by uh, technology. I mean, Gil disappeared off uh, this morning on IMC and I was able to pick him up on uh, YouTube, but you know, things, it happens. And uh, yeah. So glad you're here, Trudy. Thank you. So anyone else? We've got a few minutes here. So uh, our group was um, uh, touched on um, the cultivation of compassion and gratitude and um, 
Then we. Uh, I think we just lost David, but please do this. Um, oh, the cultivation of compassion and gratitude. And we were talking about, you know, when, you know, we're thinking about um, testing, you know, the experience of times where there's some really stressful, challenging conditions in our lives um, with um, really hateful people uh, doing hateful things, hurtful and hateful, very hateful things. And um, uh, talking about how we make a place for compassion and seeing the importance of accepting their humanity of recognizing their humanity, which is very important, but very difficult. And um, that um, recognizing that compassion does not mean forgiveness so that um, we um, uh, also talked about uh, cultivating uh, that equanimity to have, you know, not so much focus on negative thoughts and how difficult that can be, but um, kind of with the, with the practice and meditation of making space uh, for uh, possibilities and creativity and positive thoughts to arise and experiencing this. And that's very uh, reinforcing to have that experience of the, having noticing the positive and the, and the uh, inspiring uh, because of having made space um, for it and, uh, by by seeing all the, the negativity that has already risen in our um, minds, especially in the mornings when we open up the paper and um, you know don't want that um, all that uh, stress and everything to dominate um, you know our lives for the rest of the day. So yeah, that's some some of what we talked about. Thank you, thank you, Judith. Does anyone else wish to? David, you're back. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, something happened. Um, I guess so. Well, our group was just, you know, it was on fire. It was, I don't know if that's the right word, but we just were so, it, it just goes so quickly. Um, just so grateful for the people in our group and the good intentions and good efforts, you know, trying trying to trying to lead a good life, trying to lead an, an awakened life, trying to free. Yeah, it's just so inspiring. Just you know, just, we're on this spiritual path. We're all on this spiritual path of looking at our lives and trying to trying to be free and trying to be kind. So it's just, it's, a, it's just an honor to be with all of you. Yes. So maybe we should take the uh, merit of our, of our, uh, our group today. Maybe we have found some well-being today, some freedom from our uh, afflictions, a little space, a little warmth and ease in the world, a little 
some blessing has happened to us today and happens to us in our practice. And let's dedicate it that we would love, love all beings to have these blessings, all beings to be a little freer from these hindrances, from these sufferings, from these clingings, these aversions. The wish for happiness is all beings have this wish for happiness. We want to be happy. We want to be free from suffering, all beings, everybody here. That's what this group's about. That's why we come together. May all beings be free from their suffering. May all beings be happy. May all beings abide in a freedom that is joy, free from all sorrow. And may all beings everywhere know a big equanimity, free from grasping and aversion to everything near and far. Thank okay. you. Look forward to the, uh, all the treasures that we'll be reading for next week and next session and wishing everyone freedom and happiness. I'm mute if you want to say goodbye to each other. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.